0: You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today we're talking about synonyms and antonyms and how you can use them. hello there welcome to english with monty we're on to episode 19 and i have gideon who seems a little bit sad i have to be honest i think he's returned to paris he's no longer sunning himself
1: what's it like being back in paris gideon well i'm a bit happier right now you know why you got a coffee in your hand no because i'm speaking to you john Oh. always cheers me up. You always cheer me up, I should say. But yeah, I'm, I'm back in Paris. I was in the Canary Islands for like four months, but uh, I had to return to Paris. I've got my appointment with the police station so I can get a work visa here. So I had to come back.
0: My trip to join you in Grand Canary is not going to happen, is it?
1: Well, if you can get there, I still do it. It's a nice place. Grand okay. Canary, wonderful place.
0: I could swim there, I guess. Good luck. So, thank you. Today, we're going to look at... A- Interesting topic. You actually know what it is, don't you? And you've been doing lots of work on it, haven't you, potentially? Well,
1: you didn't tell me much, John. (laughs) You said, oh, you know what it is. But no, you're very vague.
0: Well, I gave you the title, right? I was expecting you being the diligent teacher that you were to swat up on things, which you've clearly done, right?
1: You could have been a little bit more precise. Can I say what it is? is You can say what
0: it is. Yes, you can.
1: Synonyms and antonyms. It's not a great help, because what can I research? Oh, black, the antonym is white, happy, the antonym is sad. That's it.
0: But that's great. You've told the listeners exactly what synonyms and antonyms are, just in case they weren't sure. Because I think most people are familiar with synonyms, aren't they? Being a word that's similar to another word, as in having the same meaning, right? Yeah. And if I gave you the word big... Could you give me a synonym of big?
1: Large. Good.
0: Gigantic.
1: Sizable.
0: Enormous. I'd like to say a thank you to Rosita who suggested this on my YouTube channel because she said this was a very good way of improving your vocabulary and I thought about it and it is, isn't
1: it? Hello, Rosita. I know Rosita. She got in contact with me through
0: you. You know Rosalita as well.
1: She's a wonderful person because she leaves kind comments on my videos and things. She she must be an incredibly brilliant, talented person with impeccable taste.
0: (laughs) Indeed, yes. She's put some very lovely comments on my podcast as well. Oh, she did, did she? That's why I responded. So, yeah, she has been putting lots of nice comments on there, along with Pussycat Lover. Yes. Pussycat Lover thinks that you should rename your podcast to chicken banana <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay I, that's how i think about it
0: okay that's what i said
1: I do read all the comments people think i don't because uh, i mean these days on the on the youtube site i get lots of comments good and bad mostly good a few a few nasty ones but uh, I, I do read them unfortunately i don't have time to reply to them all these days there are too many but i do read them all it's yeah. good
0: that we've got some regular fans, isn't it? Yeah. We appreciate nice. you listening. We appreciate it. We've got to think about how we can start this off. So I was thinking about maybe how you could do it as a bit of a game. I'm guessing you could do this with young ages, as in children who are just learning English, but also I think you can do it with adults because it really depends on what you're doing. In terms of the level of the language, really, yeah, I've got a few ideas, but one of them, which I saw online as well, which was quite nice, is you create a number of cards with synonyms and antonyms on them. Yeah, you put them face down, but you make sure you have the matching ones. Okay, you mix them all up and you can create like a grid, you can make it a really big grid with five cards across and five cards down. Mm -hmm. And then however big you want to make the grid, or you can make it smaller as well. You can make it two by three or something like that, depending on maybe age of the person or their memory or their skill in English. And then the idea is, is that you turn over one card, then you turn over another card. And if they match great, you put them together. If not, you turn them back over, and then you turn over two other cards and repeat the process.
1: And oh, yeah, sounds good. And yeah, it's quite cool, isn't it? I know that game. There is a game. It's a real game, isn't there? I played it when I was a kid. The same principle. But it's a very good idea, actually. I'll steal your idea, John. I've never originalized just steal, steal other people's good ideas and, and take all the praise. You're
0: very welcome to steal it. It's no problem at all. I kind of stole okay. it from online as well. But I thought it was a okay. great, great idea. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Because I guess as well, it's not only a good way of testing your memory, but also you could give yourself a time limit. Yeah. Which I think is a nice thing to do. Okay. Also, the visual element really helps you, obviously, Mm -hmm. to pick up new words, doesn't it? Yes. Rosita said, antonyms and synonyms are a good way of expanding your vocabulary. Why is that?
1: I think that when you are learning a language and you're speaking, even native speakers... Usually you just say the first, I don't know, the adjective that comes into your head or first verb that comes into your head, which is the most common verb. But in order to reach a higher level, maybe reaching advanced level, you should consciously try to replace the common word with something else. So I'll try and give you an example I think I, I did a video back about really. So we say it's really good, it's really great. But instead of saying really, you could say exceptionally, or it's outstanding, or wonderfully, or I don't know many different synonyms. The same with very, there are lots of words. Instead of saying, oh, it's very hot in here, it, it's boiling in here. Just replacing words with other words, and you're using the richer words, I think that helps if you consciously do that when you're learning a language.
0: Yeah, very much so. I think the idea of doing this would probably more apply for higher levels. I guess you put that, didn't you?
1: I guess if you're at a very low level, then you're still learning the basics. Mm. So you don't need to do that. But once you've reached an intermediate level, then, yeah, that's kind of a good game to play with yourself. Instead of saying I see, so I observe, even though it's, sometimes it might sound a little bit you know, artificial, that's not the point, really. The point is to get the reflex of using different words, higher level words.
0: I suppose it's getting used to the idea of it sounding a bit different, though, isn't it? If you say I see or I observe, they have a, a bit of a different meaning. Yeah, right? Of
1: course, you have to be careful because, you know, rarely do two words have exactly the same meaning. Yes, try and get the meaning right. But if you're saying, I was really pleased, I was exceptionally pleased, then yeah, usually you can replace one with the other.
0: Hmm.
1: Of course, you can use really many times in in a discussion, but you can't use exceptionally too many times because these words, you can only say them once or twice, perhaps.
0: Would you perhaps use them more in written English rather than spoken English, these kind of additional words?
1: In a sense, they're easier to use in written English because you can stop and think about it. Mm -hmm. That's part of the fun of it. That's part of the challenge. Try and use them in spoken English too.
0: The other game that I was looking at, which is another simple game, is when you detail lots of synonyms and antonyms and you just put them in a random order in columns and then you've got to join them up.
1: How do you join them up? With glue?
0: You can do it with glue if you want, or maple syrup, or (laughs) whatever you want. Most people do it with a pen. You kind of draw your line between the synonym and the antonym.
1: But this is like within the classroom, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, or you could do it on your own. I mean, I guess it is more of a, a classroom exercise. You're right. For a teacher, this would be good.
1: It worked really well. We're talking about synonyms. We should remember phrasal verbs because whatever phrasal verb you use, there's probably a synonym, almost definitely a synonym, which is not a phrasal verb. I know get up and rise, go out and leave, come in and enter. There's always an equivalent. Those count as synonyms too, don't they? They do, yes.
0: It's making that distinction again, isn't it? Because the sun doesn't get up, the sun rises. <laughs> You could say that you rise in the morning as a person, couldn't you? I
1: rise. This is very old-fashioned, though, I should say, but it's not the best <laughs> example. I rise each morning at seven. But,
0: but you could use it. It's quite poetic. You
1: could. And it's good to learn it because you might come across this in reading mm-hmm. Jane Austen or something.
0: Or Sherlock Holmes, maybe? Sherlock
1: Holmes, yeah. I should have chosen a more up-to-date uh, example. But, uh, you know, come in and enter, those type of things, they still apply to me.
0: Yeah, and... I- I suppose come in and enter. There's not really a huge amount of difference again between the phrasal verb and the formal verb. Of yeah, enter, it's more yeah. a formal verb, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: And I guess that's the difference, really, isn't it, between phrasal verbs and normal verbs?
1: Yeah, I mean sometimes it works with like slang word. Which one is the richer word? I know I'm annoyed. I'm pissed off. Maybe you know annoyed, but you didn't know. That in more idiomatic, in more slangy English, you'd say pissed off. It works both way for learning higher refined vocabulary, but also more idiomatic terms as well.
0: In American English, you would say I'm pissed. And then that has a different meaning in British English, doesn't
1: it? It does, isn't it? Yeah. Pissed means drunk in British English. Mm-hmm. Whereas American English yeah, Americans... yeah,
0: means I'm, I'm annoyed. Yeah. That's a curious one. I think using kind of slang expressions is quite nice as well, isn't it? Even if you're not going to use them yourself, it's nice to hear it when native speakers use it. And often you would potentially hear that, wouldn't you, on TV and the like. I think that's always useful.
1: I think so. I think we're careful. I should distinguish between idiomatic English and slang English because slang might belong to a particular group or a particular city or region age group, whereas idiomatic is just a spoken form, very common.
0: But both are worth exploring, aren't they? And they can both be connected to synonyms and antonyms, can't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, they can. But if you're learning London slang, it's not going to help you if you go to Texas, perhaps.
0: <laughs> can you give us some London slang?
1: Well, I don't know. You say he's brown bread. <laughs> if you say that in Texas, I think, well, why are you talking about brown bread? Well, he's dead, by the way. In case anyone's not familiar.
0: That's a good one, though. That comes on to Cockney rhyming slang, doesn't it? And we'll have to do another episode on that We'll do another
1: episode about that one. (laughs) Another time, yes. Yeah.
0: I told you that we're going to do an episode about London. Maybe we can touch upon that in the London episode.
1: Aren't we going to do one in Birmingham? Because you are from Birmingham, John.
0: Well, not strictly speaking. I'm from... A nice village outside Birmingham.
1: Well, we can do a a podcast about your nice village outside Birmingham.
0: It's rather dull. You probably won't want to (laughs) think about that, but sure. We'll do that. Watch this space. Back to the synonyms and antonyms. Are there any particular drills that you do with your students at all?
1: Um, No. (laughs) I'm not very good at drilling, I should say if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, you make people cry, don't you?
1: I, what I will say is, because usually the class I do is based on conversation, and when someone is speaking, I might pick up on the conversation. I say, well, you said this, but you know, there's another word which you can also use. For example, if you're looking at a graph, you say prices go up a lot last year. If you're explaining graph, you could use the term uh, soared or skyrocketed. So we might look at alternative words, some synonyms that way think.
0: That's quite good. I'm thinking about in IELTS when people do the IELTS exam. I covered this with Louise in one of the early episodes. I think it was episode five or six. Have you done much with IELTS at all? Not much. What they tend to have is graphs and pie charts in one of the written Aspects, which I think yeah. is only normally about 15 or 20 minutes, but it's very important to know synonyms in that. And you reminded me of it because you were talking about sword and they talk about slightly increased or mm. gradually went up. Things yeah. like that are quite useful when you're talking about graphical data. Then those elements are very good in IELTS in particular.
1: Yeah. And it's good in in context if you just learn synonyms just like that but if you're learning in a particular thing for an interview where you can learn richer words then yeah that's going to help i think the opening up a thesaurus which is a dictionary of synonyms
0: of course it gives you less repetition as well doesn't it i mean anytime yeah. you're going to repeat something especially when you're writing is not normally a good thing especially if it's yeah. within the same sentence or within the following sentence I think good writing has always been the idea of not creating that repetition, doesn't it? The idea is learning synonyms or antonyms will help you break that habit. Yeah, I think so. I thought about this interesting idea. This is a bit of a surprise for you. You don't know about this. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an adjective And then you've got to give me three other synonyms. Oh. And one antonym.
1: Three other synonyms and one antonym. Yeah. Okay. The idea is just
0: simply to demonstrate to the listeners how potentially difficult that can be, even for a native. How stupid I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't want to say (laughs) that. Thank you. Thank you, John. That's why I was (laughs) surprised. Okay. I think you're going to be amazing. I think you're going to do really well. Uh, we'll see. Let's see how you go. Okay. Do you want to warm up first or are you happy for me to just dive straight into it?
1: Warm up how? You want me to sort of jog around the block for 10 <laughs> minutes or something, do, do some stretching <laughs> exercises?
0: You're not allowed to jog around the block though, are you? Because you're in of oh, no. for you. So. That's true. If you want to do some stretches, that's no problem. No,
1: no, go ahead. Hit me with it right between okay. the eyes.
0: We'll start off with an easy one, first of all
1: fast fast well firstly i say fast because i'm from london
0: (laughs) yeah you do yeah you make the longer vowel sound don't you
1: yes you're giving your origins away there john i am pure form
0: of english from where
1: i'm from (laughs) if you like i would say synonyms i would say quick rapid speedy
0: excellent and so an yeah. antonym, I want you to be quite creative with your antonym because there's one obvious one, of course.
1: Okay, sluggish. Ooh. Is that a good antonym? I, yeah. I was going to say slow, but I thought of a different one.
0: And how does sluggish compare to slow? How would you say it's different?
1: I think it's more negative because slow is not necessarily negative. It depends on the context. Keep it slow. I like to take the slow train. Sluggish implies you're like a little animal that crawls along the ground and we want you to go faster and you're starting and stopping and you're behind somehow.
0: That is what it means though, isn't it? There is a wider meaning. If you're quite sluggish with your movement, it's like you're lacking real energy or motivation, isn't it really? Yeah. Whereas if you're slow, it just suggests that you're not moving quickly. Yeah. And you could also apply... Sluggish, probably be more about movement, isn't it? Rather than anything else. You can say sluggish brain. Could you say that? I
1: think you could use it figuratively. My progress on my new book has been, shall we say, sluggish this month.
0: So you've been going as quick as a slug.
1: Quick as a slug.
0: You need to speed up. I think you did exceptionally well there. I guess it was quite an easy one.
1: I fear... It may get more difficult.
0: <laughs> it may get more difficult. At Monty, we offer English classes online. So you can join wherever you are. We offer individual lessons or English exam preparation. For first timers in a group class, it's only 2 pounds. Visit our website at montyenglish.co.uk to buy this ticket or book any other package now. I'm going to try this one, probably slightly more difficult than fast. So we'll go for idea.
1: Idea. Oh, concept.
0: Okay. Good.
1: Thought. Very good. Maybe this one's a bit out there. Brainwave. Okay. Or something a bit different.
0: Brainwave would work, wouldn't it? Or it could just be something like belief or view or opinion. Oh yeah. How is brainwave different to an idea?
1: It sounds something more spontaneous, something hit you on the head and gave you something amazing, something creative.
0: That's the thing with the brainwave, isn't it? It's more something that's really quite special, isn't it?
1: It is more exceptional, isn't it? I've got an idea. Why don't we... uh go for a walk of five o'clock rather than four o'clock then we'll have more time you wouldn't say a brainwave for that because mm. it's something mundane something normal but i've got a brainwave i'm going to wear my underpants over my trousers from now on
0: <laughs> well you do and that don't that you be... i mean <laughs> in your spare time when you're batman that's what happens right
1: well of course in the video people only see it from from the waist up i don't know uh well it, the fact. it's true though, though isn't tights.
0: it you wear <laughs> Batman tights and Batman pants, true. right? You can just yeah. jump out. I, I only window. put on the
1: cape when I switch off the video, though.
0: It's true. Yeah. And I've told everybody your secret. I'm sorry about that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have.
0: <laughs> I think this is a really tricky one. What is an antonym of idea?
1: Oh, that is a difficult one. You've me. I don't know.
0: It's tough, isn't it?
1: Does it exist?
0: I don't know. I mean, I've had to look it
1: Idea-less, up. Idealess, I guess, maybe. Idea-less. Is this guy's ideas out of ideas. Clueless. Clueless, maybe. I think clueless
0: is probably the closest, isn't it? Okay. Would you say idealess? Is that a thing?
1: I think it's a word. I think. Maybe I need to check it, but I don't think it's very commonly used.
0: We'll go on to something more interesting. Kill.
1: Kill. The synonyms of kill. To slay.
0: Ooh, look at that
1: to murder, to end, maybe not. Cancel, is it?
0: Execute, assassinate, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. How would you describe slay? To slay, it's a more literary form, isn't it? You Mm -hmm. slay some evildoer in a more chivalric kind of way, like you slay a dragon, you slay an enemy.
0: It's with your sword, though, isn't it? I imagine it's always. Ah, oh, that's sword, an
1: idea. Maybe that's the definition. You slay with a sword. Yeah, yeah I that, would say true. so.
0: Yeah, but you're okay. right. I mean, I think it's the kind of thing that you would find in Game of Thrones, isn't it?
1: Don't that... know. So I don't watch Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, but pretty sure it would be in there because there are yeah. dragons and there are. I think so. With a big sword.
1: I should say maybe slay because I watch for the first time in my life. I watch an anime. And it was Demon Slayer.
0: Demon Slayer?
1: Uh, yeah, bought too much time on my hands. I watched an anime. Yeah, okay. Demon Slayer, which is actually very good, I should say. Quite violent, surprisingly violent. Well, it's just Japanese anime. They are quite violent, aren't they? There you are. So maybe that's in uh, my mind at the moment. Regular verb, slay.
0: What? Is it irregular?
1: Yes, it is irregular.
0: Go on, what's the past?
1: Slew. Ooh. And then slain. He slew the that. dragon.
0: He slew the dragon.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting verb.
0: I always thought that it was slayed.
1: Slayed on the uh, I uh, know a, a heavy say. metal grove <laughs> <laughs> from the 1970s. From the black country.
0: From, from
1: the black country, your <laughs> neck of the woods. Indeed, they are. Merry Christmas, everybody! They sang still the best Christmas song ever.
0: It is not Noddy Holder. What a legend! Yeah, what a pair of sideburns. You see, I didn't know that. You've taught me something new there.
1: Yeah. Slew, slain.
0: Yesterday, I slew a dragon.
1: Yeah. Maybe there's two. I need to check because sometimes there are two conjugations. Learn, learnt and learn. Sometimes there are.
0: Also, I think with slay, I think it's an interesting one because it's the same pronunciation as a different word, isn't it?
1: Which word? Slay?
0: Yeah, we've just been talking about Christmas.
1: Oh, sleigh bells, They bells, uh, yeah. Okay. So okay. Santa
0: and his sleigh.
1: Don't you say sledge?
0: You wouldn't say a sledge mm-hmm. for Santa Claus, would you? No. It's the kind of thing that you would find maybe in the Arctic with rain in front of you, isn't it?
1: John, I hate to break this to you, but he doesn't exist. What? Don't know where you're going with this, but there's no Santa Claus.
0: Don't say that. Santa Claus does <laughs> exist, listeners, Okay. Okay. The sleigh would be spelled S-L-E-I-G-H for Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. But it has the same pronunciation. So I think not only can you look at synonyms and antonyms, but you can try and find connections in other ways.
1: Yeah. Example?
0: Well, like that connection. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the sleigh of Santa Claus and slaying a dragon. Yeah. We're going to do... A tricky one here, maybe. Okay. Mischievous.
1: That word doesn't exist. It's mischievous. There's no mischievous. There's, <laughs> it's not even in the dictionary.
0: You really? Do you say mischievous? Do I say that? Things do I in say your your
1: part of the world. Mischievous. Mischievous. Okay. I was going to think naughty, cheeky. Yep. Third one. Okay, help me with a third one, John.
0: R- roguish.
1: Roguish. Okay.
0: Waggish. Impish.
1: Seems like you're reading a dictionary of synonyms there. I am. John. <laughs> Never thought of roguish, but yes.
0: Roguish. You could use roguish, couldn't you? What would Not a word be- I use every day. <laughs> this is true. But how would roguish be different from mischievous?
1: You're behaving in the way that a rogue was. That somebody who breaks the rules of something, someone who's a maverick, a rebel, and you're behaving like that.
0: Whereas I would probably say mischievous is
1: often... Maybe rebellious could also be a synonym as well, yes. I guess. I guess and so, and yeah. I would argue that rebellious is a more common word than roguish in 2021.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Because I guess it's probably a bit of an old-fashioned word, isn't it? Roguish.
1: Roguish. Slightly, it's it's not so common, is it? It does exist. Same with impish, yeah, nice word.
0: But I think with the rogue, maybe you would relate it to, I don't know, somebody like the highway robbers of the past in the 17th and 18th century.
1: Yes, you rogue. John, you're a rogue. You're
0: a rogue for stealing my gold.
1: Yes, you're a cad and a bounder and a rogue. Exactly. The listeners should know that those words we just use are not in everyday parlance.
0: They're not, though. But if you see a costume drama about things like that, then you probably hear it.
1: True. That's true. If you're reading a lot, yeah, you'll come across them.
0: Another one I like, rascal.
1: Rascal. That's fairly common.
0: I would say mischievous, rascal, and naughty are often for children, aren't they, really?
1: But rascal is a noun, though. Mischievous as an adjective.
0: Oh, that's a good point. That it's, is a good point. Isn't it?
1: You're not you're rascally. You don't say. You say you're such a rascal. Don't be mischievous.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? You can also go out with the nouns, can't you? To some extent, when you think yeah, sure. about this, can't you? Sure. So, you can use it as a noun. So that could be another element.
1: Um, Mischievosity. <laughs> I don't think it's a. Mischievosity. It exists as a noun. I just yeah. invented that.
0: But I'm trying to think of an antonym. Is there an antonym?
1: Of what? Of mischievous? Hmm. Conventional, maybe? Maybe. Something like that.
0: Straight-laced?
1: Straight-laced, yeah. There, that works, yeah.
0: Some of these are pretty tricky. A do-gooder. A do-gooder, yeah, I like that Mm -hmm. one. Some of them are pretty tricky, aren't they? We'll do one last one.
1: I have one for you, though. Oh, do you? Wow. Yeah,
0: The tables have turned. I'm not sure the if tables
1: already...
0: have turned.
1: Oh my God. Go on. Let me do it. No, this isn't exactly synonym and antonym, but did you know that there are a few words in English where the opposite of the word, the antonym, is also the synonym?
0: Oh, that sounds curious.
1: There are a few words in English. It seems strange, but there are. The most common one is sanction. To sanction, what does it mean?
0: Well, it depends on the context, doesn't it, really? Yeah. So often in a political context, it means to stop funds in some way or stop imports or something like that, doesn't
1: it? You're talking in in terms of trade, but more generally, sanction can mean to give permission. I sanction you to do this, you're allowed to do this. But it can also mean to penalise. So you've been sanctioned, you've broken the rules, you've been sanctioned. So it's kind of the opposite.
0: Yeah, that's curious. I'd never really so
1: thought it means that not to have permission because you've broken a rule. Wow. Also, when you think of words like left as well, he left the room, so there's only one person left. So it means to go and also means remain. You're the only one left because everyone left. Strange, isn't it? So there, there are a few words like that. I'm trying to think of the one or two more. To clip means. To remove things, you clip it so that it removes and clip it means to attach the same. It's the opposite.
0: You'd clip your nails, wouldn't you? And then you would clip a piece of paper together with a paper clip.
1: Yeah. And what about this? The alarm went off, so I turned it off. So go off means to start and turn off means to stop. (laughs) <laughs> it is that strange isn't it forget when we just speak english we've got the the inconsistencies and the irregularities and the strangeness think, of it all
0: i think you're even baffling native speakers there <laughs> no,
1: of course you don't you don't think about it you just use the words that you learn but if, you, if you're studying this because what. Well, but I, I thought it meant i thought off meant to this but it, know. it's very confusing
0: it is confusing isn't it because we turn off as well you set off the alarm and you turn off the alarm it's odd, isn't it? Because you'd expect off to mean to stop, wouldn't you? Rather than yeah. to start. Were you going to test me or, or was that? Anything?
1: No, no, no. That was it really.
0: I thought you were going to ask me a word.
1: No, I just wanted to know if you knew any of these words that have their own antonym.
0: No, but I do now. I'm familiar with those words. So thank you. Yeah.
1: Okay. They're not really a test as such. Just no. a question.
0: You know, I think it was nice for the listeners to listen to. I'm going to do one last one. Okay. I think this could be quite good because it's a word that we have associated with you a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Weird.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: We need better ways of describing you.
1: I'll take it as a compliment.
0: In a good way. You're weird in a good way. Okay. In a special way.
1: Okay. Fair <laughs> Weird means strange, unusual, goofy, wacky. Really, Uh, isn't that what it means? Sure, synonyms, not exactly the same, but uh...
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking of more positive ones, maybe. For example,
1: exclusive. Really? Yeah. Is that a synonym of a weird? Unique. Let's say unique, possibly. Yeah. Unique, possibly.
0: Curious. Would you say curious?
1: Less so, but yeah. Uncommon? Yes. So definition of weird is someone who's different and strange mm-hmm. and not necessarily in a good way.
0: What about outlandish?
1: That is, that would work as a synonym. It's all positive, I think.
0: Because if you were talking about outlandish, how would you use that in a sentence?
1: You could use it so you've got an outlandish sense of humour or your haircut is outlandish. It's like from a different place, a different planet so different from the norm that it requires to be pointed out yeah
0: it's potentially positive though isn't it it's not necessarily yeah. a negative thing
1: yeah yeah whereas yeah. weird i think it does certainly it can be used uh, negatively as usually not always but usually used
0: yeah uh, and that, i suppose that's the curious thing isn't it about synonyms that they can change from being positive or negative can't they even though they are a synonym so that's the other useful reason for learning them.
1: Yeah. What about an yeah, antonym? Of weird? Mm. Oh, well, i refer you to my previous antonym, conventional. Conventional, yeah. Square, maybe square. It could be normal.
0: Normal, yeah. Square is a bit old-fashioned, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, I'm a bit old-fashioned, so. <laughs> Bowler was... hat and a monocle, by the way. <laughs> so, uh...
0: That's true. You I'm wear them on now. a re- regular basis, don't you? yeah. I would say square is probably from the 1960s, isn't it? Even slightly before your time.
1: Well, I think it's still used to some extent. You still use things like, you know, be there or be square. I mean, that's still commonly used, isn't it? So the word still exists.
0: Is it commonly used?
1: I would say so. Be there or be square. If yeah. my party, if you're not at my party, you're square. Fair enough. Maybe not in the Edwards household, but.
0: I'm sure if you said that to me, I probably wouldn't come to your party. <laughs>
1: okay all right i won't bite you again
0: <laughs> you're gonna to have to have a huge party when this is all over
1: a global party it's gonna be one non-stop
0: thanks very much gideon i think you've done a very good job thank you And i think we've highlighted the importance of synonyms and also antonyms as well yeah would you like to promote yourself at this moment in time?
1: <laughs> i'll just say that you can listen to my podcast called zeitgeist banana and watch my youtube channel let them talk tv do you have a it's fantastic
0: synonyms, an antonyms episode
1: not yet but it's a good idea
0: it could be one of your next episodes couldn't it yeah it could do thanks for joining us anyway and you've been listening to english with monty If you enjoyed this podcast then please leave me a donation online via our website Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer montyenglish.co.uk then just click on the podcast button at the top you can donate here thank you I appreciate it